0: Welcome to a special edition of the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman, the original podcast for next gen and kidman leaders. On this episode, Jim is sharing one of the club classics. Now, here's Jim. Hello and welcome to the club. This is Jim Weidman and it is great to be along with you on another month of the club. It is March 2011 and I'm going back to a um, little series that we started several months ago called People Power where we're talking about some great ways that we as leaders can get along with one another And uh, it's all about people in the ministry. And this month, we're going to talk about kid men, ethics, manners, and protocol. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then we'll get started. Father, thank you for the wonderful folks that are listening. Thank you for every person that's a member of the club. And Lord, I pray that this month's lesson will be a blessing to them. May they learn, but more than anything else, may they apply the things that you point out to them that they need to do a better job in. And Lord, we thank you for taking us to a brand new place of leadership. And we love you and give you all the glory and credit for all the good things we learn. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe with all my heart that people who are in ministry should live above reproach. Now, I know that Sounds like something that I shouldn't have to go over with you, but I don't know why people in ministry have a hard time realizing that when you point to someone else with one finger, there are three more fingers looking back at you. And it's important that we do what the Scriptures tell us in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 through 7, that now the overseer or an elder "...is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect." If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? Verse six He must not be a recent convert, or he must become conce- or, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders, so that he will not fall into disgrace. And into the devil's trap. Again, I believe that every person in children's ministry and student ministries, family ministries, any kind of ministry, should carry themselves as an elder. And I've never seen a time that there needs to be a return in the body of Christ as ministers to use manners and really understand ministerial ethics and protocols. Now, I'll be honest with you. I love technology. I am so thankful for my iPhone. I'm so thankful for my um, iPad. I'm a little disappointed in the iPad too. That's why I'm going to not buy one and I'm going to buy a Mac Air instead. But I want you to realize something. It's important that just because you have technology and you have phone, you can be a real jerk with that technology and actually sow seeds ...to things that I don't really want to reap the benefits of. And so I want us to go over some of these things so that we can learn and really um, show respect in all areas of our lives. Now, first of all, let's get some definitions before we get started on uh, some things. Uh, first of all, what are manners? Manners are polite or well-bred social behavior. And I think it's important that we do things that are polite and respectful. Okay, what are ethics? Moral principles that govern a person's or group's behavior we know that, according to the Word of God, there are scriptures. the scripture was given to govern our lives. in fact, we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not conformed to the world and what everybody else is doing again it's not the world's behavior that we care about we care about. God's behavior. And so there are ministerial and there are Christian ethics that we need to know what God's word says. We need to show respect where respect is due. We need to show honor where honor is due. Another uh, definition that I want to give you is that of protocol. What is protocol? The accepted or established code of procedure or behavior in any group, organization, or situation. A few weeks ago, my pastor had to address, really, this whole cell phone and smartphone situation because uh, it had really started getting out of hand. It seemed like every time there was a meeting with staff, they would just take calls or let their phone ring or people would... Uh, have to be reminded to silence their phone. And again, I believe with any great privilege, there is responsibility and that we have to be able to uh, take responsible for the privileges that we are given. Now, where do we begin? I think the starting place in anything is going to the Scripture. And we know, according to the Scripture, that it's important that we show honor to those that honors due, and uh, it's always the right action. It's important that we honor our pastors. Remember, the only reason we exist in children's ministry is to represent our pastors and supervisors and other leaders that we are representing, and we need to do that in a way that brings honor to them. Show honor and respect to those that are older than you. I think that's true, not only just physical older, but I think that that's also true with those that are older than you in the ministry or particular type of ministry. Uh, I think that's important, the flow with the lines of authority. Never rebuke or correct or criticize an elder publicly. I think it's important that when you're dealing With someone in the office of an elder, that if there is something that you want to disagree with them about, it's something that you ask if you can talk to them privately or talk to them later. And again, I think this is just showing honor. In the same way, I think it's important that we talk to others the way we want to be talked to. Learn to say please and thank you to everyone. You know, it will be. There'll be some wonderful doors that'll open for you if you will just be polite. And I think that the more polite, the more that we return to being a lady or a gentleman, I think it's important that uh, that will cause you to stand out. How you approach someone, how do you, Jim, approach someone with respect? Well, when I approach someone in person, I ask, Can I have a word with you? Can I talk to you? Is this a good time that I could ask you some questions? You know, it's amazing how people will uh, just assume, just because you're out of your office, that uh, this is a great time for you to uh, talk. And I'll be honest with you, there are times I need to go to the restroom or uh, there's going to be an awful accident right out here in the hallway. And uh, when you approach someone in respect, ask them, hey, Uh, Can I have a minute with you right now? And if they say, no, I'm on my way to another meeting, I had called today for a meeting with one of my employees who was trying to get in with me. And another one just walked in and said, hey, uh, can I talk to you about something right now? And I had to let them know this person is on their way. Um, and, uh, if you could just wait just a minute, I promise I'll call you in just as soon as I get through with them, but that's always the right thing to do on the phone. When you call someone, uh, especially on a cell phone, ask them, is this a good time for you to talk? Uh, I think that's important when you are writing someone and writing, I think that, uh, that it's important that you watch your tone in writing. It's hard to understand uh tone and so um I always will read something uh not just in that I wrote in a hurry, but I will read it to see how can this be taken or how can it be misunderstood. Anytime that um someone uh writes me an email I think it's important that you keep it just as short as possible uh and when time uh you're writing someone whether it 's in a note or an email if uh, you don't if someone doesn't know who you are, trying to explain how you know them or why you are writing them in just as plain of language as possible in the same way. Uh, In communication tips, uh, one of the things that I've learned, you know, some people say, well, I just don't like voicemail. Voicemail has a reason. And the reason voicemail is there is because uh, there's times that we just don't need to know that someone called. We need to actually know why they called. And if you will on the voicemail leave the reason that you're called or what you're wanting to know, uh, that way someone can get back with you with the answer. Uh, it might not be the person that you called, but what you really want is the answer anyway. And if you'll just give some information rather than your name and your phone number, uh, you'll be able to get uh, the information that you need uh, very quickly. Another thing, anytime you call a meeting, I think it's important that you send out an agenda for that meeting. Uh, Let people know this is what the meeting's about. These are the things you need to bring with you. This is what you need to do to be prepared. And the more information that you can give them ahead of time about the meeting, I believe that this will make a difference and keep the meeting uh, to be as short as possible because everyone's prepared and know what they need to do for the meeting. And so, again, Uh, Another thing that I like to do whenever I have people in the meeting and if what we're going over doesn't really apply to them, I give them the option to be dismissed and go back and get some work done or to stay there or uh, I'll plan the meeting in a way where I can dismiss different folks and always start with the things that have to do with everyone first and dismiss them as they uh, are not needed anymore. Again, another great communication tip, and this is a great way that will help you Uh, to communicate upward with people is uh, just don't show up uh, to things with questions. Come with answers to your own question. Uh, I've always, my whole life, enjoyed multiple choice questions over essay questions. And you know what? I enjoy the employees that I have that come. Uh, There's a person that works for me that uh, I'm having to have a meeting with tomorrow. And uh I wanted to have this meeting uh over a week or two ago but because uh this meeting's going to be rather than this person come to me with answers I'm going to have to do a whole lot of work myself in this situation and it's more of an essay meeting than a multiple choice meeting and so uh those kind of things you know you uh just take longer and so um, be the kind of employee that shows up with answers and doesn't just come and and want uh, a big track of time uh, because uh, they're not problem solvers. You're not being a problem solver yourself. Uh, another thing that I think that's important is the art of being gone. You know, you can't help being gone. There's times that you have to miss church. There's times you have to miss from the office. There's times that uh, you have to... Um, do other things. And I have found over the years of traveling, there are some things that really help, uh, um, you to be able to be gone more. The first thing is, uh, when you are gone, put your out of the office, let folks know on your voicemail, as well as on your email, uh, when you're when you're going to be gone, when you'll be able to check things. If if you're not able to check who they can talk to and who they can contact to be able to get the answers. And, And the key is while you're out of town, that business will go forward, um, just like you were in town, uh, again, let folks know where you'll be and how to contact you uh you know, even when I go out of the country, I let folks know my itinerary and let them know where I'm going to be in all those different times uh, also uh when you leave somewhere, let the person that uh let the people that work with you or the folks that that uh, uh, need to know who will be covering for you and just don't go ahead and assume that they know how to get in touch with everybody. Make a phone list. Let them know how to get in touch with folks and what their email and what their cell phones are. Uh, And again, uh, let those people that that. Uh, work under you know who to call if there's a change of plans or there's an emergency or something going on. Don't just assume because you know who to call and you know what to do that other people who are covering for you know what to do that. Uh, how to do things, okay? Now, let's go over some other ethical and protocol things uh, with guest ministers. Number one, never put a guest minister in a place that you have not seen with your eyeballs in the last few months just because you stayed there years ago don't mean you need to put them there look at the condition of the place look at the cars and the type of people that stay somewhere i believe it's important that anytime you can go ahead and check someone in so that um They don't have to worry about whether or not uh, the church's credit card or they're going to have problems with that room or not. Go ahead and take care of them. Treat someone the way you wish others would treat you. And if you'll do this, this will make a huge difference. Whenever you have to cancel a guest or a special event, uh, go, go out of your way. To cancel that in as far of notice as possible, uh ask yourself if if they are not able to uh, get another booking or they weren't able to get something and and there's not a contract involved that says this. I think you should give them at least half the honorarium. Really, it would be great if you could give the whole thing because there's no way that uh, they could do something without you. When you're dealing with the opposite sex or you're picking up someone at the airport that's a guest of the uh, opposite sex, listen, uh, always uh, take someone with you. I never, if I'm picking up a lady... I never go and do that by myself. I want to honor my wife. I want to honor my family. I won't, don't want the appearance of evil. And so uh, I think it's important that you carry people with you. Also, when you're dealing with a gas minister and you're going to the airport, if you don't own a vehicle large enough to deal with lots of luggage, if you haven't already asked what kind of luggage and what kind of support, uh, they're going to need uh borrow a car uh, uh, from someone or rent something. Uh, but again, I think it's always the right thing to uh, honor someone uh, by treating them in a way with respect. I always ask the dress code of an event. When I don't know how to dress, I dress up. I would rather err on representing my pastor and leadership better than uh, to show up in shorts and a t-shirt and it was a formal affair. Uh, again, I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed. Uh, again, uh, office decor. I know all kind of people that um, decorate their office in all kind of different ways. I think that uh, a great rule of thumb is always um, take a lead from your senior minister how uh, their office decor is, and you need to represent the corporate image and not just the age groups uh, that you represent. Uh, You don't have to have the nicest furniture. You don't have to have the largest office, but you need to keep it clean and let that reflect excellence, and that's always uh, a good way to treat everything is keeping it as clean as possible, Nate. Uh, I shouldn't have to say this, but I'm going to. Never take something of someone else's without permission. Uh, I think this is key. Uh, I think it's also important that we live by all policies and procedures that we have to enforce. I don't want to tell people, you know, listen, I'm here to enforce policies and procedures, but I'm not going to live by them. Again, I think that one of the greatest things that we can do as a leader is be an example and model the things that we expect other people to be able to live out in our lives. Uh, again, don't steal someone else's sheep or staff members or workers without permission if they've already put in their um resignation and they're already changing ministries, you don't necessarily have to go after uh call that person but I think that it's important that if you're going after a staff member uh that is already uh on staff somewhere. Uh, I think it doesn't hurt to ask permission to be able to contact that person and talk to them. Always be wise in the handling of money and uh, look for ways that you can put safeguards and things where accountability will be in place so that no one can accuse you of doing anything unethical at all when it comes to money. When it comes to leaving the church, ask the pastor how they would like to handle this. Uh, I know so many folks that sneak around because they say, "Well, I don't want to get fired for looking. Uh, Again, I think it's important that we be people of integrity. And uh, when in doubt, give your supervisor, pastor, or leader what they want. It's just that simple. Serving folks, I believe, will make room for you. A man's gift makes room for you and calls you to sit among great men. Not only will your gifts make room, but serving will cause you to be uh, uh, to gain not only uh, respect, not only to gain respect, um, in other people's eyes but you again you gain those you serve it's just that simple when in doubt ask um the answer uh to most of the situations and things you're wondering is just a question away uh if if you there's nothing wrong so many people are afraid to ask Uh, A question just to make sure that they understand. I would rather someone ask too many questions to make sure they're understanding what I want than to uh, just assume. We all know what happens when you assume. If you are new, ask other staff how to handle a situation. How's this situation been handled before? And again, look for ways to be able uh, to know your pastor's heart and understand The vision of the house, the more that you can understand that, the better uh, that you become. Now, this next part is something that uh, I think uh, we need to go on because of telephones and computers and smartphones and really when you get down to it. If you have a smartphone, it is just another computer. And so here are some things that my pastor went over with our staff just a few months ago, and it has made a huge difference. And, man, we needed this, uh, me included. And uh, these are some of the... the etiquette uh, policies and protocol at World Outreach Church concerning uh, cell phones and computers. And so I hope this will be a blessing to you. I I know that it'll help you to gain respect with your pastor and those uh, that you serve if you'll do these things on your own. But again, number one, don't take your phone into a meeting unless you're going to accept a call or a message. Again, this is why voicemail was created. Uh, if, if you are anticipating a call and you need a very important call, acknowledge the possibility to whoever is in charge of that meeting at the beginning of the meeting, uh, so that they're not shocked that you're going to take a call and, uh, to me there's nothing more disrespectful than uh to be having a call with someone and they say, "Oh, you know, I need to take, you know, this is my wife. Uh if it's not an uh if it's not an emergency, uh you need to just cause, you know, just cuz they can get you, you don't need to take the call. Again, only accept the urgent call. This is why caller ID was created. And so not only was voicemail something that I'm very thankful for, caller ID is something else that'll help you. And again, you can call them back. It's all right. Okay. Now, number three, do not catch up on texts and emails during meetings. Well, you know what? Uh, Why not? I don't really want to pay attention to that person. Listen, it's all about sowing seeds and showing honor. Do not catch up on text and email during meetings. Here's a radical concept. Pay attention. Look at why the meeting was called. Get it done and get out of there and go back to work. Number four, do not surf the web looking for something more interesting than where you are. This is just impolite. Uh, I don't think you should do that during a conference. When someone else is speaking, I think you need to show and pay attention. Uh, I, I also think that this is important uh, not during church. Now, I'll be honest with you because I'm on staff at a church and I'm always looking for honors. I'll have my phone out when I'm at church, but I am am uh, uh, only looking for those uh, texts or those things that have to do with, Uh, a situation where my services are needed immediately. And so, again, that's important. Number five, if necessary, select someone for connectivity. Uh, We have a production meeting that we do with our student ministry folks each week, and I have one person that brings their computer. No one else does, and I call him Mr. Media. And he's the one that serves the web. He's the one that looks up different things. If we're getting a a video off YouTube or we're looking at something, that's the designated um, web person that we use for connectivity throughout anything. And then if there's something going on uh, where someone needs to reach us when we're in those meetings, um, they're able to do that through the person that we have uh, designated for connectivity. Okay? Whenever there's long meetings, schedule breaks to respond to calls or to messages. This is just common sense to do that. Listen, sow seeds that you want to reap a harvest in. Here's a radical concept. Sow good seeds of listening. Well, What do you want to reap if you you sow listening seeds? Uh, How about you'll be listened to? What a radical concept. Uh, another thing that I want to sow seeds of are respect. Why? Because if I sow seeds of of that are respectful, then I'm going to reap authority. I want you to understand that. God blesses those who show respect to authority. And then also, I want to uh, sow seeds of prepared participation. Because if I'll do that... I see in God's word that I will be promoted by God. If you're faithful in small things, if you treat someone else's meeting like it was your own, you, we know the, what happened to David. He treated his father's sheep just like they were his own, and God promoted him uh, and gave him the whole kingdom. I think it's important that we treat others wise. And the way that we use manners and the way that we learn protocol and ethics concerning electronic equipment and then just treating others with respect, I believe will make a difference in your ministry. Why don't you take a few minutes and look over some of these things and see, what am I not doing? What are some things that I could improve on? And then set you a goal to improve on these things and do it. And I guarantee you, it will help you as you relate to people, as we treat others with respect And be an example. I think it's important that we understand that God wants us to carry ourselves like a leader, and part of that is showing respect and showing uh, sowing the right seeds in others and all we do. And sometimes it can be just as simple as muting a phone or leaving it in our office, or just refraining from texts and emails and all these things. Pay attention, get your work done, and I guarantee you, it will be a blessing to you. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to kidmancoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.